morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock, and I'll be your host every Wednesday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here on the Nachum Seal Network. Last week, we had some words of encouragement, some advice on setting goals, how to achieve them as we get ready for a brand new year with Rosh Hashanah coming up just in a few days, in about a week. This week, we'll have plenty of Rosh Hashanah-themed music, which will go on throughout the show to prepare us for the high holidays. We will also speak with Joanna Shepson of funinjerusalem.com. She spoke with both Rabbi Natan Slifkin and Chef Moshe Basson about the event being held at the Biblical Museum of Natural History in Beit Shemesh in October. We'll hear about it shortly, but for now, we're going to start off with the Elul Niggin from Eitan Katz. You're tuned into Bite Size right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm 
And that was Ochila by Ari Goldwag off his Lishuascha Kivinu album as we continue our Rosh Hashanah-themed music right here on Bite Size. Before we get back to that music, I've got two bites from Joanna Shepson of funinjerusalem.com. We're going to start with Joanna's interview with Rabbi Natan Slifkin. You're listening to Bite Size on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. Um, I'm Joanna Shebson, and I'm bringing you some fun in Jerusalem. I'm sitting this evening in the restaurant Eucalyptus in Chutzor Yotzer with Rabbi Dr. Natan Slifkin. Um, we've got some, he's got a really interesting story to share with you about what we'll call the exotic biblical dinner taking place on October 13th in the Biblical Museum of Natural History in Beit Shemesh. So, Rabbi Slifkin, tell us a little bit about the history of how this idea came about. Well, our, our mission is really teaching in an exciting way about the relationship between Torah and the, uh, the natural world. So we figured that it would be a wonderful event for our, for our patrons to put on a, an, not just a regular dinner, but a biblical dinner. Uh, unusual foods that are eaten in Tanakh and which are not eaten anymore. And this would be you know, an experience that would be uh, very educational and simultaneously a lot of fun and delicious. So what would you say, as you're planning the menu now with uh, Chef Moshe Basson from Eucalyptus, what are going to be some of the most unique or exotic foods that you're planning? Well, pretty much every dish yeah, is, uh, is amazing. We're going to be serving dishes with partridge, uh, with goose, with uh, pigeons and doves. We're going to have quails which is, of course, the, uh, the birds that the Jewish people ate in the wilderness. Um, we're going to be having uh, lamb and goat. And uh, I want to reveal all the surprises. Uh, perhaps the most uh, unusual item in the menu is the dessert, which is going to be locusts. Oh, that's fascinating. And do you expect everyone who attends to be willing to taste the locusts? Uh, that's probably not going to happen. I know some people, uh, my wife, for example, she's uh, locust intolerant. So I don't think she'll be having. But, you know, for those who do want to try them, it is something very different, you know, and uh, delicious, crunchy on the outside and a chewy center. Um, how many people are you expecting to come? Um, well, we, the idea about this uh, meal is to serve it actually in the main hall of the museum. So it'll be quite a unique setting, you know, with all our exhibits surrounding the dinner, all our uh, animals, some taxidermid, some live. So uh, on the other hand, though, that does limit the number of spaces available. So uh, we're limited to uh, 70 people at the dinner. Uh, we have a couple of seats left still, which we're hoping will we'll fill up. So then let us know, just in case one of the listeners is going to be in Jerusalem, this is going to be the Thursday night between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. How much does a ticket cost to this exotic event? Well, the idea is that we're not selling tickets to the dinner per se. Rather, the dinner is for patrons of the museum, people who support our educational mission. And people can join and become patrons and then receive a, a complimentary invitation to the dinner. So on our website, uh, www.biblicalnaturalhistory.org, we have detail, details of how to join the patron program at the museum. And it's uh, you know, an elite group of, of visionaries who understand the, uh, the tremendous, you know, unique value of our institution, uh, showing the, the deep connection between uh, Torah, uh, the natural world, and the natural history of the land of Israel. I've actually bring, brought my kids to the museum on a tour, and it was fascinating. And they, they felt like, wow, all the things we learn about in Tanakh, and now we can see or imagine what types of animals they were and learn the stories behind them. So I'm a big fan of the museum, Thank and you. I think it's a, a great family attraction. Um, and now people can eat them also. 
I'm not sure I would join in eating them, but I'm sure there are people out there like my brother-in-law or brother who would absolutely love a dinner like this. I'm going to let them know about it. Um, how hard was it to plan this dinner? Oh. How long have you been working? Uh, this is uh, immensely complicated. Um, well, it, it's building off the efforts of uh, one of my colleagues, Rabbi Dr. Ari Zivotovsky, who's uh, been working in this kind of area for, for many years. Um, uh, he, he did some famous, magnificent uh, Masoa dinners featuring you know, exotic uh, creatures for which the Masoa, the tradition for eating them, is rare. Uh, this is slightly different. This is more concentrated on, on biblical foods. So, for example, there's no turkey, because turkey is not a biblical bird. But on the other hand, there are going to be some other uh, biblical foods. Um, we might, uh, we're hoping to even be able to serve some man, some manna, which is uh, going to be a surprise as to what that's going to be. Um, but that's the, uh, the idea of this dinner, you know, to, to replicate the, uh, uh, these more spectacular foods we see in Tanakh people are, people are eating, the, the, the feasts that King Solomon had, and so on. And these dinners that have existed in the past, have they been in Israel, or have they been in America? There was uh, some in Israel and some in America. Mm-hmm. But, and again, um, like those, we're, we're also doing the, the idea that uh, it's not just going to be food, it's going to be a whole educational experience. Before each dish, there'll be a presentation uh, by myself, or by Rabbi Dr. Zivotovsky, or by Chef Basson. You know, uh, explaining the significance of this dish, how it came to be, and its, its significance from a b- biblical perspective. And for those of us who are not going to be able to make it to the dinner, is this something you're going to video? Because watching a video of this could be fascinating. Um, we, have, we are producing a, a book in uh, conjunction with the event, uh, A Feast of Biblical Flora and Fauna, which will be made available. Um, and that will uh, explain the significance uh, of each dish. Uh, maybe we'll post some video clips too. I mean, and now if anyone wants to come visit the museum and the tour now, they can see some of the preparation. They can see the uh, flock of quail that we're raising. Actually, starting from just four original quails, which have been laying eggs at a steady basis, and uh, we have the incubator on display. And there's about uh, 40 or 50 eggs in the incubator at any given time. And uh, almost every day we have hatchings. Uh, we, and people can see we have various uh, exhibits of the quails at each stage of their growth. And what are some of the other exotic or interesting animals or um, taxidermy that you have? Oh, at the museum. So the, uh, the, what we do is, the idea is to create an indoor experience, mostly. We have an outdoor petting zoo also, but most of the animals are indoors. So anything that's small enough to keep indoors is live, and that's many of the, the reptiles, like chameleons, lizards, salamanders, snakes... Um, some of the uh, birds and mammals, hyraxes, and so on, and quails. And the larger animals are exhibited as taxidermy exhibits, uh, the lion, the cheetah, the hyena, uh, the ostrich, the giraffe, uh, all those kinds of things. Great. All right, well, it sounds really interesting, and it sounds like it's going to be a fascinating evening with learning, with eating interesting foods, just a real great experience. So for all of you who are not able to join, I encourage you to join a regular tour at the Biblical Museum of Natural History. And uh, stay tuned, because will this happen again if it's a success? Yeah, we'll see, uh, we'll see how it goes down. <laughs> Excellent. We'll keep you posted on that. And now back to Yoni. Thank you, Joanna. That was Joanna's interview with Rabbi Natan Slifkin about the Biblical dinner being held at the Biblical Museum of Natural History in Beit Shemesh on October 13th. Now we're going to hear Joanna's interview with the chef of the event, Chef Moshe Basson. 
I have the honor of sitting here with Chef Moshe Basson from the Eucalyptus Restaurant in Chutzota Yotzer. And uh, Chef Basson has been very involved in this exotic biblical dinner and planning the menu, and he's going to be the chef of the dinner. How did you get involved? What's your story with biblical meals? And you're known as the biblical chef in Israel. You know, I was doing the food of my mom and her mom, and uh, even Arab mothers from the region. Uh, food that, as a very young child, I was exposed to the smell and to see it, but I cannot eat it because it wasn't kosher. Some of this food, the Arab farmers from Bet Safafa will come to cook or to bake in this Jewish kosher. A bakery that my family owned in Bet Safafa in, in Jerusalem. It's an Arab village that was half in Jordan, half in Israel. And they will do these things that uh, one of the ovens was for them. So, And I cannot eat it. I think the desire to these dishes took me back to going to learn what they are doing. This with some of the Jewish Iraqi foods that I was from home uh, by the time I found that this is biblical food it's not that I decide to make biblical so you were, you were making the food and then I was, realized and then it I was realized biblical. that this is biblical uh, making uh, this uh, frike and then understanding the frike is the carmel from the bible and so on and uh, one of the days there was uh, a young gentleman that came to the restaurant and he was surprised that I'm serving quails and uh, lentil soup of Yaakov and telling the story why it's not red and, and so I said you know me and my friend we have a dream we want to make a kosher meat biblical and they say no this is my dream let's join our dreams and it was uh, Ari uh, Greenspan and Ari Zavitovsky, both doctors, rabbis. Sure. And we joined our dreams for the first time, I think, uh, almost 15 years ago, when we had the first halachatic dinner from grasshoppers almost to giraffe. And then five years ago here in this uh, location, when the eucalyptus was already uh, in Putzota uh, Yotzer, where we are now, and from time to time we are making a smaller, when the grasshoppers are coming as a plague from Sudan to Egypt, they will invite me to any TV and then they will come here. And it seems to be that I'm the only chef in the West world because in, the, in Asia every, everyone do it. And it's not weird. And here... I would definitely call it exotic, yes. Exotic and, so what's your most what's the the dish you're most excited about doing at the dinner or that you want to convince Rabbi Slifkin to have on the menu (laughs) (laughs) hi it's really not easy there is some we were now sitting and trying to do it not too big and uh, so we are combining some of the dishes I think that uh, Working with uh, rare meats like uh, venison, uh, this is like 
a big thing for me and I'm very excited because it's not easy to get uh, kosher uh, venison in Israel. A lamb I'm doing every day and I'm still excited and I, I'm... I'm <laughs> You see, I'm, I'm, I'm pointing on my belly because this is from eating lamb every night. Well, I had the pleasure of tasting the stuffed figs, which were incredible. And the stuffed figs, of yeah. course. I think that I got most of my flying tickets. And it's almost three times around the globe. Three tickets because of these figs. Twice to Australia and to Singapore, Buenos Aires... Fantastic. Well, it was such a pleasure to meet you, and I look forward to hearing about the dinner. And thank you very much. Thank you, Joanna, for those two interviews, one with Rabbi Natan Slifkin, the other, Chef Moshe Basson, the chef of the biblical dinner being held at the Biblical Museum of Natural History in Beit Shemesh, October 13th. So all of you in Israel, I encourage all of y'all to go and check it out. More coming up as we continue our Rosh Hashanah-themed Music selections right here on Bite Size. You're tuned in to the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, oh, oh. 
השם אחד ושמו I'm going 
Hashem Eloikeinu Chus Virachem Virachem Aleinu Vikabel Vikabel Virachamim Viratsoi Es Tefilaseinu
And that was Baruch Levine's Shema Koleinu. As we continue our uh, Rosh Hashanah-themed songs here on Bite Size this Wednesday morning before Rosh Hashanah. Um, coming up next is Soul Farms' Anila Dodi. You're listening to Bite Size on the Nachum Siegel Network.
מקדש, ונפחד מפחד, מיישב Thank <laughs> you. Oh, I'm 
מלאכים שאין פה ילב ואיסף אלוהיס. כמו יביא יוסף אלוהוסי לפני ויחיסב ויחיבו ידבכו. ויפיצווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווו
אחת שאלתי מאת השם, ותבקש, או הושיבתי בבית השם כל ימי, ימי חיי. לחץ על בנועם בנועם השם, ולבקר בהיכלו. לחץ על בנועם בנועם השם, ולבקר And that was Diaspora's Achas Shoalti as we continue our Rosh Hashanah-themed music here on Bite Size. We'll now continue with Avi Miller's Praise Medley. You're tuned in to the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, oh, oh. 
David Gabe's Osin Chuva on his Hakola Tova album. As you may have noticed, we've now switched up to a bit faster music as we get ready for Rosh Hashanah just coming up in a few days, actually just next week. We're going to go to the Book of Good Life by the Maccabees. You're tuned into Bite Size right here on the Nachum Siegel Network.
never too far gone. This is the time to hit rewind. New Year is here, leave the old one behind. And you'll surely find what really counts in this world is what you see inside. Because your soul is way brighter than skin can shine. with meaning The future is yours for choosing The so far we are hearing Apples dipped in honey
עד מפח שאין 
Shofar Gadol. Have to get at least one uh, Shofar-related song in here as we wrap up a Rosh Hashanah-themed Bite Size. Thank you all for tuning in. But before we go, we have to uh, end with Ford of the Door. As uh, many of you know, Ford of the Door is a segment that I do with my, uh, with excuse me, our assistant programming director here at the Nachum Seal Network, Jamie Turkel. And it's a game in which we 
each choose our top four blank. This week, with Rosh Hashanah coming up, Jamie and I decided that we had to, uh, you know, stick with the theme, and we decided on going on our top four types of apples. So this week's four to the door will be top four types of apples. And uh, Jamie handed me her list. I wrote down my list. And uh, we do have some overlap, which is fine. That means she has some good taste in apples, which is good to hear. Now, remember, uh, for those of you that have yet to hear this segment, you could comment on the app or leave me an email at yoni at nachumsegel.com. That's Y-O-N-I at nachumsegel.com. And you can let me know who you believe is this week's winner of Four to the Door last week. Uh, I got a few emails, and uh, Jamie, I'm sure you're you're happy to hear it was a tie. Last week we did top four TV shows, right? Right. So somehow that was a tie. Uh, this week I'm I'm hoping for a uh, a decision by our fans, by our listeners, one way or another. So again, comment on the app or leave me an email at yoni y o n i anachemsegel.com. But without further ado, this week's four to the door top four apples. As usual, we will start with Jamie's list, go four to one. Number four is the Granny Smith. Okay, uh, a little low if you ask me. As you'll hear on my list, it comes a little higher. But the Granny Smith comes in at number four on Jamie's list. Number three, and it's actually number three on both both lists, is the Macintosh. Uh, Jamie spelled it with a M-A-C. I-N-T-O-S-H. I spelled it without an A, and I think it's without an A, but, you know, I'd have to check. I think it's without an A, the Macintosh Apple. Not like a Macintosh computer or a Macintosh anything else. You going to check on that? Okay. But I think it's without an A. Anyway, we'll count it still. That's number three on Jamie's list. Number two is the Pink Lady. And honestly, I've never heard of the Pink Lady Apple. What, what color is it? Red? Okay. Pinkish or right? All right, so it's uh, you know Jamie's in studio here. She's telling me all about the Pink Lady apple, which she claims she loves. So Pink Lady comes in at number two. Pink Lady, yeah, of course. Never heard of it. Anyway, and number one is the Red Delicious apple. So uh, clearly favoring the uh, the redder apples at the top of her list, which is fair. Um, again, number four, Granny Smith, number three, Macintosh, number two, Pink Lady, and number one, the Red Delicious Apple. Now, Yoni Pollock's four to the door, top four apples. At number four is the Red Delicious. Oh, she's giving me she's giving me a face. Listen, the Red Delicious to me, as is said in its name, it is delicious, 100%. But, like, I mean, you'll see a little later on in the list, I favor the more, the more greeny, the more at least to me, tend to taste a little sweeter um, apples. But if, if you're asking me for an, a perfect apple to dip in my honey, I actually do like the Red Delicious. Maybe that's because the sweetness of the honey um, kind of helps out there. Number three, as I said before, the same as Jamie's number three, but on my list spelled correctly, the Macintosh apple. Number two on my list, which came in at number four on Jamie's list, is the Granny Smith. There's my uh, the favoring the green Apple, the Granny Smith. It's actually funny because my mom, when she buys me apples, um, excuse me, bought me apples. Uh, she lives in Houston and I live in New York, so she doesn't buy me apples anymore. Though maybe we could uh, arrange for that if you're listening. 
Um, she used to buy. She actually used to buy me. I think the Granny Smiths more often than than what appears number one on my list. Um, but that's fine. And again, that's something maybe we could change. Number one on my list is the Fuji Apple. Um, I love its sweetness, the juiciness, the crunchiness. It's really the perfect apple. Um, you know, it's both green and red, so it's got that mix. Um, not so tart, which is good, even though sometimes I do favor the uh, tartness of an apple. But in this case, the, the the perfection of the sweetness, the juiciness, and the crunchiness puts Fuji at number one on my list. So again, my top four to the door, starting at number four for top four apples, is the Red Delicious, the Macintosh, the Granny Smith, and number one, the Fuji Apple. And for Jamie, it's number four, Granny Smith. Number three, Macintosh. Number two, Pink Lady. And number one, Red Delicious. So again, comment on the app. Leave me an email at yoni, Y-O-N-I, at And uh, you'll have to find out next week to see who uh, wins this week's Four to the Door Top Four Apples. Again, there's, there's you know, if, if I win or if Jamie wins, we're all friends here. So it's not something that either of us are going to get upset about if you vote for the other. But... Uh, I do want to win, so if you want to vote for me, please do. And uh, I can't promise any anything in, in return, but uh, my satisfaction and my happiness will be your prize. Anyway, that will do it for today's episode of Bite Size. Thank you for spending the last two hours here with me on the Nachum Siegel Network. A reminder, you can check us out all over social media on Facebook, Nachum Siegel Network, on Twitter, at Nachum Siegel Net, and on Instagram, Nachum Siegel Network. If you haven't yet downloaded the NSN app, and I can't believe if you put, fall in this group, I'm, uh, I'm a little ashamed of you, but, uh, but I want you to download the NSN app. It's so easy to do on iTunes, excuse me, on your iPhone, on, on the Android, on, on any smartphone you have. Download the NSN app. Just type in Nahum Siegel Network. When you search it, it should come up after Nahum. Download it, and you can receive all of our content while on the run you have the archives there you have live stream you have these music mixes i encourage all of y'all if you enjoy our programming to download the free nsn app my name is yoni pollock and i'd like to wish you all a good day a happy new year and remind you that the bite size is the right size